When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I love the smell of whiskey burning in the morning. This week on the Story Song Podcast. I hear the tale. everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode we bring you uh, a full-on analysis of a story song, and this week... You betcha. We're doing, we're doing Copperhead Road by Steve Earle, very properly named uh, for the song that we're doing. Uh, definitely bu- sounds like it's by a guy named Steve Earle. Sure. And I think most people know this song as the theme from the vacation movies. That's what it is. Copperhead Road. <laughs> right? Ruff, ruff, yep. ruff, ruff, ruff. <laughs> okay. That, that song ends with barking for literally no reason. It's true. Also, do people know? I'm, I know I'm immediately getting off track. Yep. But do people know if you're out there, you know the song from Vacation, Holiday Road? Are people aware that that song existed before the movie? Doubtful. Because it was. Oh, really? It was not. Oh, it was not written for the movie. It had actually come out like three years before. I mean, it just like fits perfectly, and they must have been like, yeah. "Oh, this song's perfect for it." I think if they had written it for the movie, they might have been like, "Um, Lindsay, it's Lindsay Buckingham, right?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. They would have been like, "Lindsay, we love you." The dog barking <laughs> at the end. We're not sure we understand what that's I mean, about. Come on, come on. But it was already too late by that point. So anyway, Copperhead Road. Um, <laughs> not in the vacation movies. No, 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 no. Would make Although, for a very different movie. It actually could have been, but we'll, we'll, we're actually going to get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, it might but, be in uh, Vegas Vacation. I never got to the whole thing. <laughs> Nobody did. Uh, Rachel. Yes. Why don't you tell us what's the song about? Oh my gosh, this song takes us through generations of people. This is a story about the Pettimore family. Ah, yes, the Pettimores. Ah, the Pettimores of Tennessee. Oh, the Tennessee Pettimores. Of the Tennessee (laughs) Pettimores. Are they from old bootlegging money? (laughs) They sure, Michael, they sure are. That's, (laughs) That's what the entire song is about. So basically, it tells the story of three generations of John Lee Pettimores who all did some illegal things. So 
John Lee Petamore III, his grandfather, slung moonshine, I guess, or hauled moonshine mm -hmm. uh, down Copperhead Road. Things happened, and his grandfather was uh, never heard from again. And then his father decided things went so well for my da dad that I'm going to do the same thing. So his, his father also uh, ran moonshine. Uh, spoiler alert, his father died in a fiery crash. And then mm -hmm. John Lee Petamore III, he decided to go a different route. He went to Vietnam. But when he came back, he decided moonshine's not for me. I'm going to grow marijuana. And that is what he did. Um, we, and, uh, that's what he did, I guess, to this very day. I, I think we can assume that he probably died young. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. With, with a, with a, with a, leaving a young child. Of, um, named John Lee Pettimore the fourth. And she hated that name. She sure did. <laughs> <laughs> but she was proud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm in a pirate movies, uh, <laughs> when I grow up. Yeah. <laughs> And then one day her computer blew up in her face and she was killed. <laughs> that was and it. Uh... And then her daughter just like shared Netflix passwords and it was. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. It got less and, and then... less severe as time went by. Yep. yep. Yeah. But but their deaths got more and more violent. It was really <laughs> weird. It was a weird curse <laughs> that the family had. Well, my name's John Lee Pettimore. Same as my daddy and his daddy before. You hardly ever saw granddaddy down here You only come to town about twice a year You buy a hundred pounds of yeast and some copper line Everybody knew that you made me shine And I'm a revenue man on a granddaddy bed Hit a left a holler of everything had For my time, but I've been told Never come back from Copperhead Road Well, my name's John Lee Pettimore. So, we've said it before, love a song love where we, we get introduced to the narrator right Full away, name. Right? Full name. Full name. Love it. No question. No. Yeah, no, I mean, the closest we've ever gotten was Sylvia's mother, because she was Mrs. Avery. Right. And we knew Sylvia's name, so we had to put that together. He introduces himself to us with his middle name. Yeah. We've never had a middle name before. So, though, I will say, Lee might not be his middle name. It might be a, like a two first name type of thing because it's Tennessee. Nobody calls him John. There's nobody that calls him John. They call him either John Lee or they call him Little John Lee or they call him Littlest John Lee, but definitely just not John. So, yeah. So, Sam is my daddy and his daddy before. So we got a John Lee Pettimore the third situation going on. At least. I mean, who knows how far this goes back? At least. At least. He just cut it for time's sake. He was just like, and his daddy, and his daddy, and his daddy. <laughs> you get it. So you ever you, you hardly ever saw granddaddy down here. Now what is he where's here? Down here. This this was the part when I was listening to this song. I was getting confused about who was doing what and what and where they were doing it. And and to Steve Earle's credit, I mean, I think he's purposely like not giving you every detail. It's right, kind of right. more of like a mood thing. Yeah. But in terms of details, when he says down here, is that is that is that the town where they live? Or like where where, where is here? I Do you understand what I'm I saying? I think that's I think that's right. I think it's that basically his grandfather's somewhere else, like on the kind of on the run. He's a He's a roguish character, and so they don't right. see him a lot at home. And so he comes down just to get 
supplies. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to take off. Okay, so he's like literally coming down for supplies and just like (laughs) drives by the house. Hey guys, okay, see you later. Bye. (laughs) Like I wasn't sure. He probably stops in for like coffee or something. Sure, sure, sure. Because is he like? Because like it's the here. So like he comes down the mountain, right? He's presumably up on some mountain Mm -hmm. or 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 a hill, right? uh, A very large hill. Comes down. Yeah. Okay. Buys supplies and then like and then goes back up. Like is his family up there? Where, living with him, or is he in like just a shack where he stays all the time, and the family is somewhere else? Well, he lives there with his um, little dog Max, who around okay. Christmas he puts one <laughs> antler on and tries uh-huh. to uh, steal presents. Sure. I think that's the Grinch. Never mind, that's the Grinch. <laughs> Sorry, that's I the forgot. Grinch. No, uh, that's not John Lee Petamore. I think I think round here or down here is. Is a it's great not... song by Counting Crows, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. But Michael, we're talking about Copperhead Road, please. <laughs> ah, yes, the vacation song. I think it's not, the specific place isn't necessarily important. It's just down mm-hmm. here, wherever he is, wherever he grew up, wherever right. his family right, is. Right, 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 this guy, right, It's yeah. just this guy's always on the road or the run. Yeah, it's like um, his, yeah, his grandfather's not in the picture. He's in and out of their lives. Though it is weird because I... I always listening to this song, but now that you bring this up and I look further into it, I guess the still and everything is not at their home. The way it seems is that like the homestead is where all this stuff takes place, but apparently is that's not true. I mean, that would make sense. I mean, I suppose it's possible, but it would make more sense if it was just like off, like, because usually it's like some shack that's like in a nondescript part of the forest, right? you know, on the side of a mountain, just so that like, We'll get to it in a second, but those damn revenue men, uh, <laughs> yep. it's difficult for them to find, right? That right, was always right. the idea. There would be like some hidden shack. So that's why I was sort of wondering if he's like, you know, does he is he like working like like a nine to five up at the shack and then comes home or is it, they just like literally never see him? He's just living in this shack making moonshine. He'd come to town about twice a year. He'd buy a hundred pounds of yeast and some copper line. Not suspicious at all. No. This is totally <laughs> no. normal stuff that you're going to do. Just I imagine like they're putting it in a truck, just being like, doing a lot of baking, huh, John? <laughs> Must make a lot of muffins up there. A lot of baking all right, and, all right. A lot of baking and uh, plumbing work or uh, yeah. You know, HVAC. Yeah, definitely. You got an HVAC system happening? That <laughs> I feel like he's got to check that recipe because if you put in too much yeast... Yeah. yeah, like that's you're gonna make too much bread. I'm, I mean, we're just concerned, John, because you haven't bought any flour in a long time, mm-hmm. and it's like, how much <laughs> use are you putting in this bread? We feel like it's mm-hmm. too much. We feel it's, like it's just too yeasty. me. Yeah, I'm just you know, I mean, it's just it's just me and Joe. We're just talking here, but we've been <laughs> we've been discussing about your baking prowess, and uh, why do you have a shotgun? Okay, um, <laughs> I think that's just how you get how you like sort of extend the bread. Like everything else mm-hmm. is. Is like the regular recipe, like two eggs, cup of flour, right, right, right. and then like five hundred pounds of yeast, and <laughs> it'll just last yeah, forever. Just, it'll just keep on growing and growing and growing. But it just starts like busting out of the windows, and like the roof rips <laughs> off as like this giant loaf of bread. Town smells great. Actually, everybody knew that he made moonshine. Yeah, yeah, no doy. crap, no right? doy. <laughs> what do you think of it? Also, I'm pretty sure that's where everybody gets their moonshine. Yeah, that's true yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's there's, yeah. there's no clean hands in this. In this uh, <laughs> Everybody's getting their moonshine from original John Lee Pettimore. So now the revenue man wanted Granddaddy bad. I just gotta say, I love old timey stuff. Um, just the fact that like I love that they're just called revenue men. Yeah, like they had not yet figured out like let's have everything be like 
a million, you know, uh, acronyms. Right, it's all right. just like, yeah, well, you, you, you deal with revenue. You're a revenue man. You know, <laughs> it's just awesome. You guys know that the Secret Service was uh, originally made to, uh, to, to deal with counterfeiting? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I love that that's, they still do that. Right. But then also they were like, ah, oh, man, somebody keeps trying to shoot the president. Um. Which which one of our departments doesn't have a lot to do? <laughs> we, who who wants to take the shooting the president thing? Uh, Ted, put down so they, those bills. <laughs> <laughs> but I just love, yeah, I just love the Secret Service protects the president and his whole family and like you know other people who potentially will be assassinated, and also counterfeiting. Right. It's like these two things have not. It's like it's like the big corporation is like we make crappy pens and we make terrible razors. Do these two <laughs> things have anything to do with each other? No, but that's what we do. Yeah, it's like the Department of Agriculture actually being assassins. You know, like right. <laughs> secret assassins. Or if there was there's there other thing that did something else that was totally unexpected. <laughs> good that's one, true, Michael. That's a good that's point. Right. I did it. <laughs> I do love man. The revenue man. He'll always get you. Yeah. You will. You are fine to do anything you want as long as you pay taxes. As long as you. They're like this is a lot of moonshine. You need to pay us eight percent. If not, if not, guess what? You're going to jail. Look, we don't like crime. But if you're doing crime, we need our cut, right? Yeah. You, you understand. I mean, come on, come on. You know how uh, this works. <laughs> so the revenue man, now this is, this is where I wasn't sure. The revenue man wanted granddaddy bad. He headed up the holler with everything he had. Now, is that the revenue man who's heading up the holler with everything he had, or is that granddaddy? I, th I think the first time I thought it was granddaddy, but then the second time I listened to it, I was like, oh, I guess like... They're sending an like an army of like fifty guys, right, to go to go catch Granddaddy. Oh, oh, does that make sense? Yeah, but I always thought it was Granddaddy too. Yeah, I think it's him, like trying to just escaping. Because then, who never came back from Copperhead Road? His Granddad. Well, I, then right? I guess. Yeah. Well, because because then I was thinking like he's Granddad's down at the down at the house, right? Mm -hmm. He goes up to the shack to make moonshine. He goes up Copperhead Road to to make the moonshine. He gets ambushed, he's killed, and then he never came back. Right down Copperhead Road. That, that's what that's I think. how I, that's how I was interpreting it. But again, it's not a hundred percent clear what's happening. Yeah. Also, probably because I don't know the ins and outs of like nineteen thirties moonshining. Like that would also probably help. <laughs> that, that would be helpful. Like, yeah, this definitely like this this song should come with a glossary to explain yeah. everything that's that's happening uh, well, here. Well, in that vein. It, I can't tell you how long it took me to figure out what a holler is. Yes, I know a holler only because I watched the show Justified. Okay. And they, they talk a lot about hollers in that show. But yes, it like so in like Tennessee and Kentucky it's like rolling hills. So it's the right? the holler is the hollows. It's like the hollow. It's the valley right. between the mountains or between the hills. Yes. I, I I could not figure it out for the longest time. Uh but yeah, right. it's just a you know, it's it's a space between. But I think also the idea is that it's it's a place that's easy to protect. Right. Exactly. Like exactly. if you're if you're doing something illegal or whatever, is that you'd be down on the holler because then you could see them coming down the mountain. Right. Right. right? So if you're at the bottom and you're surrounded by mountains, it's difficult for people to get to you. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's a holler. What is a holler back? 
That's the other side of the mountain. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when she says, I ain't no holler back, girl, she's saying, right. I'm from the mountaintop. I'm, I'm not from, I'm from, from the valley. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm from okay. the mountaintop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For my time, but I've been told he never come back from Copperhead Road. So whatever happened, granddad, he's done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Presumably, you know, early on in, in his two, at least two sons that we know of uh, childhoods, he was, he was cut down. So... But do we know uh, that, or did maybe he escaped? Maybe well, he just true. didn't go back. He never back. came back. He never came back. That's true. That's yeah. the way I interpreted it. I didn't... Wait, but Michael, are you saying that you interpreted that he died, or that he was in hiding? That he got away. Oh. Yeah. And he just couldn't go back. Yeah. I mean, that just feels less violently tragic. Uh, <laughs> I like to see this, the good the rest in bootleggers. Of, oh, I so. agree. That's I'm just true. saying... I mean, not that, like... I mean, if this guy literally came home twice a year, it's not like they missed him if he right. were to, like, escape <laughs> yeah, and run yeah. away. Yeah. Like, they probably didn't even realize he was gone for the yeah. first, like, four months. They're like, I haven't seen a dad in a while. He, he should have driven by and honked uh, sometime <laughs> in the last two months. Thrown our Christmas <laughs> gifts out the window of his car. <laughs> <laughs> In a big black dodge Bought it at an auction At the Mason's Lodge Shots of can of share Painting on the side Just shot a coat of primer And looked inside Well him and my uncle Tore that engine down Johnson County Sheriff painted on the side, just shot a coat of primer, then he looked inside. I don't understand what that means. Well, I mean, I understand they got the car and they painted it, but what happens when he looked inside? I, I, just to I see got, if- Oh, was... I guess he looked in the at the engine. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah. So he looked we're, just, we're just getting the specifics. Yeah. This is how much uh, we don't know about cars. We're like, looked inside, like through the windows? <laughs> that's, I honestly <laughs> that's thought he was I like, thought. <laughs> I thought he was going to look inside. The first time I heard this, I thought he was going to look inside and be like, there's a moonshine in here. This is great. We can sell all this. I thought he was uh, just checking to see if it had like a CD player and a tape deck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you got to kick the tires. Yeah. Uh, you got to throw some change in the back for good luck. Yep. You know, yeah, this yeah, is all yeah. it's just a 12 minute song about buying a car. Yeah. The most mundane. Like, um, he asks at the, he asks at the auction. He's like, let me ask you a question. If I wanted to, yeah. uh, hypothetically smuggle mm-hmm. large amounts of moonshine in it, where could yep. I hide yep. it in this car? Oh, I see. You want the holler package. Um, <laughs> he looks under the hood. He's like, I don't know what I'm looking for. <laughs> well, him he and my uncle it. tore, he tore that engine down. I still remember that rumbling sound. So now we're one, two, three, seven lines, six or seven lines into this first. Mm-hmm. Still on buying the car. Like I understand <laughs> yeah. probably buying the car is the is like an important part of this, but like because then because then we got four more lines for the rest of yeah. the story. It goes by pretty fast. But they bought a big black Dodge. It was an old uh, police car, sheriff's car. They painted it black. They did something to the engine. I not even. Be- to pretend like I understand tore the engine down what that means why they did it I'm going to assume it made the car faster yeah I think so I don't know did it make it faster or did it make it louder well I think both I think think the louder louder. well I I don't know as a as a (laughs) 
deterrent? I don't know. Well, I think no, was... I think the louder might have been a side effect to the faster. I don't think they were oh. like. I don't think it was like putting baseball cards in their uh, <laughs> in the spokes of a of a bicycle just like to make noise. I think I I think it. You know, again, I think the louder the faster made it louder, but I don't think that was the right. Right. Run. But I don't. I mean, I literally have no idea. No, no clue. So no don't, clue. Don't ask me. So the sheriff came around in the middle of the night. Heard mama crying, knew something wasn't right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when he says heard mama cry, so that's him. So he knew something wasn't right uh, because the, sh oh, I, yep. I just got it. Yeah. Okay. The sheriff isn't going after no. the father. The sheriff is coming to tell them what happened. Right. I literally, that oh. just clicked. Oh, I that got just you guys. clicked. Because, again, I was thinking that the sheriff's, like, surrounding the house. No. But no. No. Okay. So, I'm, I, okay, yeah. so so necessarily the cops weren't even involved. No. I think, listen, okay. I think the cops were involved by saying he can do this. Because, again, no clean hands in this town. Uh, sure, sure, sure. I think sure, the, sheriff's sure, were, sure. the sheriff was on the, you know, was on the take. So he, he was doing the courtesy of being like, mm, we're going to have to find another moonshiner. Right, right, right. But, but... So this isn't. This is presumably an accident that happened. Yes. He wasn't, yeah. He wasn't being chased by the cops and killed. He was okay. So the yeah, sheriff yeah. came around in the middle of the night. Heard mama cry and knew something wasn't right. He was headed. So his dad was headed down to Knoxville with the weekly load. You could smell the whiskey burning down Copperhead Road. So he's driving down Copperhead Road. Yeah. Presumably, sees the ghost of his father. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was like no. Tries to turn the wheel. Car crashes. Yeah. Explosion. Whiskey's burning, you know, and the demon's like, I have collected another pedamore here, <laughs> here on, here on Copperhead Road. Your curse continues. <laughs> um, Do you think it's something that whatever they did to the engine? That's what I was thinking, Michael. Yeah, maybe. I think it was because maybe that's why he says so much about the car. Or they're just driving so fast. As we've talked about in previous episodes, not a lot, of, no, no crumple zones, yeah, no, no airbags. <laughs> You're doomed. And, in a in a in an old Dodge, you're just going yeah. you're going right in, uh, and again, you literally have like essentially rocket fuel <laughs> right, in your right, trunk. Right. So they probably were like, "Bang! Oh wow! Oh man, we really dented the car. Everything's fine. Well, we're time to get out. Boom! And it's just like the whole L <laughs> yeah. thing goes up. Yeah. Um, By the way, you know. what a delightful smell that must be. Uh, just oh, whiskey, just a mm. just wonderful. Uh, just burning yeah, whiskey. Uh, mm. You ever had a you ever have a bourbon barrel? Um, uh, wine. Oh, God! Just the yeah. the aroma, the nose. The, Wonderful. Uh, great. The bouquet. The bouquet. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, I have a candle that's uh, burning whiskey and human flesh, and it just really. God. Well, that beautiful. offsets it. That's a little tough. That's a little <laughs> tough to take. <laughs> but so you, uh, but was it? Do you think it was the car? It wasn't like as they were making the moonshine. I don't know how moonshine's made. Is there? It's not a. Well, it's not like a, was, it's not like an ice cream man. Like they're not making it in. It's not a food truck. They're not making it in no, the no. car. <laughs> I mean, like wherever they were. No, no. I think well, it, it, says, were, it says they were headed, headed down, down to Knoxville. Knoxville. He was. Oh, yeah, okay. he was. the The father was taking the whiskey to Knoxville, Tennessee, and then okay. they had an accident and the car exploded. And how much? How much whiskey could they possibly transport? I mean, this is. I mean, definitely uh, like an old. A bathtub full. They're in like a Bonnie and Clyde car. They're in a huge. No, I think it's no, no, no. no this is like the nineteen fifty. This is like the nineteen forties. It's like fifty sixty eight. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Because he he goes to Vietnam, so he was probably born, right. he, and he was already he's, born, so he it was probably like the 
late 40s, early 50s. And uh, okay. yeah, I mean, those cars were huge. So the grandfather's. The grandfather was he, prohibition. He, he was. Okay. And they yeah. just continued yeah, yeah. the so moonshine. So it's 30s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Okay. Like, I get why the grandfather did it. Uh-huh. Why was the father bootlegging? Because it's now a I family mean, business. I, you know, there are still people. There were. I mean, now it's called like craft, craft uh, liquor. You yeah. know, but um, it, I mean, people were moonshining for forever and selling the yeah. moonshine. And I, I don't think it mattered when prohibition ended. It was still controlled the amount of alcohol, what it was, things like that. Oh, okay. They weren't allowed to just be like, okay, now moonshiners, you can open your own distilleries. That's not how that went. So they still wanted the business, and so they still had it, and they probably, you know, it was like rot gut. You know, it was like a extra strong alcohol that you could get. They could make pure profit on a black market. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just, I mean, why, why does anyone commit any crime? Yeah. It's because they could make a lot of money by doing it, presumably, even though liquor was technically legal. Just not anyone can make liquor. You have to have, like, a license. You have right. to pay, you know, a ton, bunch of money to the government for that license. You have to pay taxes and all that stuff but, so this yeah. way it was like pure profit michael you know how right, you... i feel like you've you've done a lot of research on this dan that's concerning me <laughs> michael michael you know how you do uh unlicensed botox injections for people but yeah and people like it it's like that it's similar you know? it's a similar idea <laughs> yeah but that's with that's with whiskey so right, exactly exactly but so but you don't but you don't make more just... whiskey yourself yeah no, 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 no. It's, it's, uh, no, that's dangerous. Store brand. It's King Cullen whiskey. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's two petamores down. If you guys are keeping score at home, <laughs> Copperhead Road 2, <laughs> Petamore 0. <laughs> Currently. Can they turn it around in the third quarter? <laughs> We're in, yeah. We're in the third period. Let's see what happens. I volunteered for the army on my birthday. Trash first draft here in a way. I've done two tours of duty in Vietnam. I came home with a brand new plane. I take the seat from Columbia, Mexico. I just planted up a hotter down Copperhead Road. So the Petamores, mm-hmm. uh, back on their BS, um, <laughs> to, to, to slightly paraphrase what the kids are saying. Yeah. Um, and what, yeah, so now What I'm getting from this is now he's got a lovely rose garden. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yep. Award-winning. Yeah, Award-winning. Yeah, what else could that possibly yeah. mean, Michael? Oh. Of course, we all agree. Uh, it must be beautiful. Oh, it must really gor- just, oh, you know. That holler. That holler looks gorgeous. You think it? You think you in the springtime? Uh, like... You think you're in the Netherlands? Oh. oh wait, actually, I have another interpretation. I think he's growing marijuana, um, <laughs> okay. which which well, is well, illegal. All right. all right, let's go with that one. I guess presumably in in the same place where his grandfather made moonshine and his his uncle and his dad made uh, illegal whiskey. He's growing marijuana plants there. Uh, and now, see, here's what I was saying. Because it's not the revenue man who's coming after uh-huh. him, right? That sounds nice. It's romantic. It's cool-sounding revenue man. 
Now the DEA is after him. Whoa. Whoa. So boring. Just a bunch of letters. Uh, so impersonal. The DEAs, exactly. That's what I'm saying. When I get killed by a government agent, I want to feel like there's a connection there. I feel like it's personal, you know? <laughs> but DEA, it's so like. DEA is just the revenue man's initials. Douglas Edward Anderson. Yep. Here to, here to kill you for shooting. The, the for, third. They go way back. Yeah. They go way back. I would like to say this, though, about Petamore the third. Yeah. Get out of that holler. That has caused nothing but trouble for your family. I, you know, I mean. Else. Expand I, your I, horizons. I, you were in Vietnam for crying out loud. You've seen the world. Just as, you know, the more I learn about history, I hate to sound cynical, but I've come to the conclusion that nothing, the only thing that ever changes is the details. Right. Otherwise, it's, <laughs> yeah. we just keep going round and round and round. So this guy's like, oh, you know, my grandfather and my father died doing uh, moonshine. I'll do something different. That'll right. change everything. Yeah. And so, yeah, so he's, so he's growing that. The, D, the DEA's got a chopper in the air. Mm-hmm. I wake up screaming like I'm back over there. Um, yeah, the le- so, well, just I'm saying, like, you know, I mean, it's, it's rough, obviously, but a nice contrast where, obviously, Vietnam, famously the helicopter war. Now the helicopter is, you know, flying over his house, presumably looking for him. So it's... Yeah, know, but that it's, line's it's, rough, though. That line <laughs> is No, I know. Rough. That's just so... Yeah. Evocative. Yeah. Sad, like super sad. I mean, because yeah, I mean that is. You're right. That's the la- like as a veteran right back from Vietnam. I'm sure the last thing right. you want to hear are choppers. Yeah, yeah, and and also like you know, it's one thing to have, like PTSD and see like a, a a news chopper go over your head and like freak out, but. These choppers are actually looking for him. Right, like, right. Like, he's not yeah, being, yeah. like, paranoid. They are actually coming for him. I wake up screaming, like, I'm back over there. I learned a thing or two from Charlie. Don't you know? You better stay away from Copperhead Road. What do we think that means, exactly? I mean, it's bo- he's, he's booby-trapped the whole place. Oh. Yeah, he's booby-trapped. Okay. Oh, really? That's what I take away from it, is... Rachel, you're killing it Yeah, today. yeah, yeah. He, he booby-trapped... <laughs> <laughs> you, that's why. So you better stay away from Copperhead Road because he's that's got what Copperhead he Road booby trapped. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I love it. Charlie love is not it. just Charlie's not his buddy from down the block. I understand. Yeah. That part I knew. I know. Okay. <laughs> just want to make sure we're all on the same page here. <laughs> I mean, I assume Charlie is the demon that like has been tormenting <laughs> right. his family for generations. <laughs> yeah. 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 So he he actually surprisingly survives the song. Up till now, yeah. Uh, he survives yeah. the song. I don't think he's going to make <laughs> no. it long, but but he no, does no, no, get no, out no. of the song no. alive at least. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah, he uh Copperhead Road. What a crazy time. It's a rough place. What a rough place. I'm going to say yeah. that. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm going to say it's on uh the other side of the tracks. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> well, the one thing I wanted to say in a in a metatextual way. Sure. Was that so? This is like. Did you just want to say country. By the way, okay. Yeah, I just, I just, it makes me feel really smart. <laughs> so this is what you would call like outlaw country right. or you know hard, like hard rock sort of whatever. The funny thing is that so I had not heard this song before you suggested it, and I listened to it. Uh, I really liked it, but then I was gonna look up some info about it, also to get the lyrics because I was a little confused about what the story was, and I assumed that this song was from like. 2011 oh really only because this kind of music never 
changes. No, no, like, it doesn't. Because I was because this song is from 1988. Spoiler alert for later on in the show. And like I, I just again, I was just like, oh, this sounds like one of those kind of new song, like you know, right. or whatever. Yeah, it, it sounded maybe much like, more contemporary to me. Sounded right, much right. more contemporary, but. I think this song also could have been released in 1973. I mean, you know, obviously ignoring the Vietnam part, but like the sound of it, 73, 88, like 92, <laughs> 2015. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it just, it's always like that this, the sort of sound of this never changes. Now, anything this, post Johnny Cash, this would have been. Right. right. Yeah. It's right, the right. new, it's now, like admittedly, new, like alternative country. Well, right. that outlaw yeah, country. The outlaw country yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah. Outlaw it's alternative country. Thing. And again, admittedly, like this is not a genre I have dug deep into so maybe right. someone who's like super into it can like hear the subtle differences and be like what are you talking about this is clearly from 88 but for me i was just like i just assumed it was a newer song and then and then when i looked up it was 88 i was like oh so that vietnam thing is actually like contemporary at the time like that actually makes sense right, i thought he right. was just like you know being like old-timey about it but yeah it was it was great do we have any other uh, thoughts i just like i do like that he took things away from his time abroad uh oh yeah it's true you know i mean good for him yeah. good for him uh you know i'm sure like i'm sure it wasn't great but that's the thing like guys whatever situation you're in try to make the most of it make the best of learn it. something yeah yeah make you know like i said make, make make the best of it try to learn something from the experience yeah and for john lee pettimore the fourth a really great role model yeah definitely <laughs> justin to not be you know killed due to your illegal uh, illegal wares just make your yeah, way yeah. through somehow. He's like, now, son, when I'm gone, you're going to start growing poppies over here, okay? <laughs> we got to keep this thing going. But seriously, keep keep this keep this area clear for the roses. It's going to look great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. This side is for the marijuana. That side is for <laughs> the poppies. But this part, this is no. for roses. Your mother loves roses. <laughs> and also basil, because you can grow that anywhere, and it's just oh, yeah. so good. And it smells great. It, smells it just great. smells great, you guys. It's nice. <laughs> really, really helps uh, deal with that burning whiskey smell right. that is That's still, still <laughs> who's gonna say, hanging around. When, when that gets set on fire, that's <laughs> going to smell fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Then you don't care what it smells like. All right. So let's do Expanded Universe. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a segment we do where uh, we decide, we've decided that every story song is connected to every other, every other story song um, in a, an expanded Story song universe. We haven't so, decided. There's there's research and science behind this. It, yes. It's, it's yeah. true. Yeah. It's facts. Yeah. Our research yeah, scientists yeah. have decided <laughs> this is a connected universe. So who wants to go first? What do we got? Uh, I'll go first. What if this is Cats in the Cradle? What if? <laughs> I mean, it's possible. What if this it's is true? The, what if this is the business issues of the family? Yeah. Cats in the Cradle is the Pettimore family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, wouldn't that be a twist? I mean, do we think that the third, is he the father? Because that would make sense if he's like, look, I got to fly to Columbia. They got some new seeds that I need. I, I gotta, I'm going to be gone for three weeks. Honestly, it fits in anywhere. It could be between yeah. senior and junior because right. he's always away, like literally always away. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it could be between junior and the third because we don't know what their relationship is except that, you know. He dies yeah. in a fiery crash. Um, mm. But uh, I could, it could fall anywhere. <laughs> the, Cats in the Cradle is the cyclical story of the Pettimore family. Yes, that's I agree. what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You think you think John Lee was running up to a burning car full of whiskey with a with a baseball, <laughs> yeah. being like, "Want to have a catch?" <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> 
yeah, I was thinking that, yeah, I was thinking maybe this John Lee Pettimore II was the father, because I always thought it was weird how Cats in the Cradle ended with him being like, and the cat's in the cradle, look out for that deer, oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> and there's a huge explosion, and I was just like, what, that oh part, that, ended the, that, that part of the end is strange. Yeah. Um, but, you know, who am I? I don't know. I'm not going to tell Cat Stevens what to do. Um, Michael. Yeah, I was, I mean, I don't know if it's the expanded universe. Maybe it is. Um, I feel like the revenue man might be uh, the cop from uh, Take the Money and Run. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think possible. we got, I think we got the same, the same revenue yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Man um, on a I mission. Mean, potentially they were, they were working. I mean, he was, he was a detective down in Texas. Um, so, and this is Tennessee, but I mean, his jurisdiction might have just been, he might've had a, like, just like a, like a sort of larger interstate. Sure. Yeah, sure. Maybe he was. Which I think happens. Yeah, I think so. Sometimes. They're, they're like four revenue men. Yeah. We're there with you, Michael. Don't worry. We're there with you. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. And I'm also wondering if the sheriff who, uh, who tells the mother, uh, about the fiery crash is the same sheriff from uh, the night Chicago died. Mm, maybe. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah. I mean, again, he's well out of his jurisdiction. But okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's only four of them. Um, he, he covers like 12 states, where he's just like, oh, I can't believe I have to do this again. Mm. He's like, Oh my god, I gotta fly down out of Tennessee. This is uh, this is just all. And I also might be remembering the night Chicago died wrong, but. Uh, it's similar enough. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you slightly gave up on that halfway through, Michael. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's a lot going on. Someone was crying. Yeah. <laughs> was good. Oh, man. All right. I also wanted to point out that I said that Cats in the Cradle was by Cat Stevens. I thought you guys would pick up on that. Oh, no, I didn't. I did, but then I started it, questioning myself. It is, of course, Harry Chapin. It so is Harry I, just, Chapin. I didn't want the listener at home to think that I thought it was Cat Yep. Cat Stevens uh, Kat did Cats in the Cradle. He also wrote the entire score to Cats the Musical. Yep. <laughs> Anything involving cats was written by for, Cat Stevens. For the record, when you said that, I was like, that sounds wrong, but he's saying it with a great deal of confidence, so hey, I'm man. just going to question everything that I know. We have so That's much trust in each other. Off a little bit. That's how you get ahead in the world. Right. Just say wrong things confidently and people will go along That's right. Uh, Dan's book on tape. Gen- I was going to say, ladies and gentlemen, the history of the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh my okay. gosh. Uh, that was Copperhead Road. We're going to take a quick break. And we come back, we're going to talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. Mm-hmm. So, you know, after you hear the, the ad that's going to play, come right back. I'm- Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Chrissy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about the boundaries of society. Crime and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious. Or weird. <laughs> the better. From books and movies. To television shows and games. We look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's just face it, there's going to be laughing. <laughs> Killer Fun is available basically anywhere you listen to podcasts. So join us. All right, and now it's time for story behind the story. How did this story come to be? How did the song come to be? Uh, Rachel, mm-hmm. you did this one, so take us through. Steve Earle, how did he do it? Uh, well, Copperhead Road was written and recorded by Steve Earle, released in 1988 by, um, on the album of the same name. Uh, mm-hmm. it, was, it was a good hit. It was well-received. It was on the... Number 56 on the Billboard 200s. Uh, it also hit number 10 on the Billboard Mainstream Rock Tracks. Um, and also number 12 in Canada, uh, number 23 in Australia, and number 45 on the UK singles. Um, okay. Wait, 56 on the Billboard 200? That's the album. That's the album. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The album, the album did well. Um, it was his highest single, which is weird because Steve Earle is fairly prolific and and well respected so you would think he would go uh a little bit higher it's considered as we talked about before it was it's considered outlaw country all or alternative country it was produced by earl mm. and tony brown a little thing about tony brown he was a backing musician for emmy lou harris and he also worked in the um jungle room sessions with elvis uh Oh, yeah, wow. and he worked as a producer since the 80s. He worked with Reba McIntyre, Vince Gill, and uh, George Strait, among others. So there's a little bit, uh, originally in my notes, I, I had about that it was inspired, Copperhead Road was inspired by true events on an actual sh- uh, road in Johnson County, uh, near Mountain City in Johnson County, Tennessee, uh, dealing with moonshine running in Johnson County and the dangers and heritage that come with it. That, I was going to mm-hmm. ask that. Like, this seems so specific 
that it seems like this could have been a true story. Right. Yeah. Well, so it does seem like it is, though there have been some, uh, I read somewhere that Earl did say, uh, Steve Earl did say that it's not based on anything. It's just a coincidence, but it's, it's too specific, I feel, right. to have it not be. Um, there is a there is a road in Johnson County uh, called Copperhead Road. Uh, the name of the road is now uh, Copperhead Hollow Road to discourage people from stealing the road sign due to the song. Um, and <laughs> That's to awesome. the point where Earl said in an interview that there was a sheriff in North Carolina who tried to take action against him to recoup the cost of signs stolen in his county of a Copperhead Road. Um, people just want that people sign. Want that sign, and people, it seems to me, really want to claim Copperhead Road as their own. I think this happens a lot in songs, but there, I've I read it on a couple of discussion threads where people saying, "No, Copperhead Road is from here. Copperhead Road is from there. You guys are wrong." I mean, it goes on and on and on. There are like a bunch of Copperhead Roads, I'm sure. Copperhead Road is, Copperhead is a snake. There's Copperheads all over the place. Isn't there a Copperhead Road? Yeah. 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 Um, but so there are, so there's Copperhead Roads everywhere um, and everybody wants to claim it as their own. You would think like maybe a novelty store might make like <laughs> signs that they could sell. Yeah. Yeah. But Michael, um, that's not as cool as stealing the real yeah. one. That's true. Obviously. And I guess that, that happens in, like, with any song that's about a road. Like, oh, when yeah. right after they released on Broadway, yeah. uh, my drifters, like, you, you, you couldn't find the theater district. Like, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> all the signs got stolen. Well, it's funny you say that because uh, after the success of New York, New York uh, by Frank Sinatra, <laughs> all the signs saying, welcome to New York, they had, they, those kept getting stolen. And so that moment, the, you know, briefly they renamed New York City as uh, Lower Yonkers. Right, that yeah, was, it's true. Uh, <laughs> Few people know that. So they, they changed right. all the signs. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> not a lot of people know that. Not a lot but. of people know that. <laughs> Everybody thinks of Frank Sinatra. <laughs> uh, thank you for that. Poor Liza. No uh, problem. <laughs> that was for you. That was for Liza. Um, Copperhead Road. I'm bouncing around a little bit here, but um, Copperhead Road. Uh, much like much like the 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 Dodge that exploded. Probably. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Bouncing Good all over Lord. the place. I've bounced um, all over Copperhead Road too. Yeah, this song uh, is uh, fairly famous, uh, but it's. It's been used as the theme music for the Discovery Channel reality series Moonshiners. See, Michael, there is sure. also there's still Moonshiners. So whoever we were talking about saying are, yeah, why okay. are there still Moonshiners? They just are. No, I'm pretty sure the theme song of that is Holiday Road. Okay. <laughs> right, right, right. That'd be amazing. Right. Um, <laughs> also, the the theme song to Moonshiners is the theme song to uh, Moonlighting. Yes, so. that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Same and also same sexual tension, which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a line dance to Copperhead Road. That is so weird. Like, who could dance to the song? Like, oh yeah, his father died in a burning, burning wreck. Anyway, turn to the left, everybody. Well, listen, this is one of those things where people just like don't listen to no, lyrics. No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. But let me tell you this. I know that we're an audio podcast, but I yeah. feel like I can give you guys the feeling of it. So here we go. Here's it. the step sheet to Copperhead Road. Okay. <laughs> Heel step, heel step, toe. Grapevine right yep. with a quarter turn. Yep. Grapevine left with a heel slap. Okay. Grapevine right with it. a heel okay. slap. Back yep. three. Heel slap. Chug step, okay. stomp, yep. and repeat. So All you right. guys. Bob Fosse, ladies and gentlemen. Bob yeah, Fosse. Yeah, you guys can visualize it, right? Yeah, and then jazz hands at the end. 
That was my little <laughs> flourish to it. You guys make it your own, but that sure, is that is sure, basically sure, sure, it. Sure. So, um, so now if you guys want to sing along or do the dance together, then you have it here. You have yeah. me as your uh, line dance caller. It's great. <laughs> okay, now that you guys know the dance, everyone listen to this. Five, <laughs> six, seven, eight. All together uh-huh. now. Okay. okay. Got it. Yep. Okay. We'll, Numbers... we'll just sit here silently while you do the dance. <laughs> Numbers 2, 12, and 19. Thank you for your time. You're cut. <laughs> the rest of you, welcome to Copperhead Road the Musical. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the first song. Copperhead Road. <laughs> Lindsay, get out of here. All right. But before we cast any of you as dancers, we're going to need to hear your entire backstory. Yeah. <laughs> If you'd just like to sit at the edge of the stage and talk about past trauma, exactly. that'd be great. Hey, thank you so hey, much. Guys, hey, guys, I was reading backstage, and apparently you're looking for dancers who also can make moonshine. Does you guys <laughs> see that? That was weird. Um, so Copperhead Road, the album, was highly acclaimed. It was a critical and uh, commercial success. It came at an interesting year for Steve Earle. He spent New Year's Day of 1988 in a Dallas jail, charged with assaulting mm-hmm. a policeman. Uh, and had to deal with various legal and business issues. Uh, and at one point, this is great, and uh, probably a little dangerous to say in this um, time of our lives, he at one point apparently had a message on his answering machine that said for, to himself, this is Steve. I'm probably out shooting heroin, chasing 13-year-olds, and beating up cops, but I'm old and I tire easily, so leave a message, and I'll get back to you. That was his answering machine message. Uh-huh. That's yeah. solid. <laughs> But here's the problem. He didn't say leave a message at the beep, so I don't know when That's to true. Talk. That's true. Come on. You got to have proper etiquette f- on your yeah, answer machine. Yeah, in fairness, he was hopped up on heroin, so That's he was true. like, yeah, when he fair. sobered up, his first thought was, I forgot to say at the beep. <laughs> <laughs> How embarrassing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, he also married his fifth wife around the time that the album was released. His fifth okay. wife. Not his last wife, by the way. We'll get to that later. (laughs) (laughs) How many husbands did Elizabeth Taylor have? Seven? I mean, are we counting non-consecutive runs? Yeah. Well, Well, Grover Cleveland. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, she married Grover. She married the corpse of Grover Cleveland twice. (laughs) Wait, who was the guy she married twice? Is that Richard Burton? Richard Burton. Um, I think... Well, no, I just think it's interesting, like, the that her, like, there was so much, like, about, like, oh, my God, she's been married so many times. This is his fifth of how many wives? Uh, well, he's been married seven wow. times. So I think he was just a big Liz Taylor fan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, was he married to Elizabeth he Taylor? He might have been. They yes. married everybody else. <gasps> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> They're the only two left. They were like, we might just as well. get this over with, you know? <laughs> um, but anyway, a little bit about Steve Earle. Uh, Steve Fane Earl was born January 17th in 1955 and born on, uh, it says in Fort Monroe, but I'm going to say on Fort Monroe, Virginia, which is an army base where his father was stationed as an air traffic okay. controller. Yeah, but he oh, grew okay. up mainly in San Antonio, Texas. Um, I say mainly, as you'll see later, he has led an interesting okay. life, especially in his, um, uh, adolescent years. He was, uh, quite the rapscallion shall we say <laughs> uh, yeah i'm be- sure i'm sure those are the, i'm sure that's what the cops call <laughs> exactly them. oh that rapscallion <laughs> he's always up to shenanigans so, um steve earl began learning guitar at age 11 and about two years he became pretty um 
uh, pretty good at it. And he ran away from home at 14, uh, searching for his idol, singer-songwriter Towns Van Zant. He did not find him. Came back home. Okay. But then uh, two years later, he dropped out of the ninth grade at age 16 and went to live with an uncle in Houston, uh, where he did finally meet one of his idols, Towns Van Zant, which is great. No. So see, kids, drop out of school <laughs> and you can school. meet your idols. <laughs> if there's one lesson we could take away from Steve Earle's story, it's that nobody yeah, yeah. needs school. Uh, drop out and find your idols. If your idol's first name is Towns, yeah. then you could potentially <laughs> drop That's out. It. Otherwise, maybe. Hold like, tight. Yeah. If, yeah. He went to Houston to live with his uncle Towns. <laughs> um, that would be funny. <laughs> if he was like, I want to meet my idol, <laughs> Towns Van Zant. That's me. I'm your uncle. Oh, my gosh. I never put two and two together. <laughs> oh. I should have stayed in school. <laughs> <laughs> At 19, uh, he hitchhiked. To, from Houston to Nashville because uh, according to him back then if you wanted to be where the best songwriters were you had to go to Nashville so by 19 he sort of already knew what he wanted to do um, as a songwriter yeah. and uh, you know decided Nashville was the place to be which turns out it is um, while in Nashville yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's not far yeah, off no. on that. Well, <laughs> uh, while he was in Nashville he uh, went to a club and met Guy Clark, who was another one of his uh, idols, and he was asked to join the band as a bass player, which Earl he said that he is not that great of a bass player, but that's where the, you know, the young guys start is the bass, which is sure. a low blow for bass players. It's like, well, I didn't really know what the hell I was doing, so uh, they put me on bass. Look, yeah, I mean, look, you know, stupid knuckle draggers who know how to play. I mean, they play bass. So right? you could do so... that one. It's fine. As I've said throughout this, during his time in Houston and Nashville, he began, uh, Steve Earle began friendships with both of his idols, and he even recorded two albums as tributes to them. Uh, the first one was Towns, released May, May 12th, 2009, and earned him a Grammy for Best Contemporary Folk Album. And mm -hmm. the next one was Guy, which was uh, just released March 29th, 2019, uh, because he, uh, he basically... That's the Guy Lombardo tribute <laughs> Guy album? Lombardo, yeah. The Guy Lombardo tribute album by Steve Earle. Huge, huge hit, huge <laughs> hit. Uh, yeah, no, the Guy Clark, because he said basically, you know, he said he couldn't write one for Towns and then, you know, not write one for Guy. He felt that would be unfair to yeah. Guy. Earl's debut album, Guitar Town, was released in 1986 and it was a commercial and critical success. Uh, and two of the singles reached the top 10 on the country charts. Copperhead Road was the follow-up uh, album. But throughout his career, he's had sort of a start and stop in his career because it was sidetracked by drug and alcohol addiction, uh, several divorces, and he also served a year in prison and rehab following a conviction uh, for narcotics possession. So he really lived up to the, he's really lived up to the outlaw country vibe. It's interesting he's outlaw country, but he politically, he leans left in his beliefs and is especially outspoken about his opposition to the death penalty. He's even written uh, songs and an off-Broadway play about the subject matter. He wrote an off-Broadway play? He did. Don't ask me what the name wow. of it is, Michael. Uh, I'll tell you later when I look it up. Um, but it was a it was it was oh, a story okay. about. I mean, I wasn't going to, you. but I know I just now I want to know. Uh, but well, it was the story of the first woman who was um, sentenced to death after Texas reinstated the death penalty. So it's a, a light comedy. A light, yeah, it's it's a British farce about the death penalty. <laughs> now I do want to say I don't want to get too mm -hmm. political, but 
a lot of that outlaw country stuff, like a lot of that country stuff got adapted by the right wing mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But a lot of those early uh, outlaw, outlaw country guys were pretty oh, left sure. wing. Uh, like Willie well, that's Nelson. The thing. Yeah. I, you know, famously like very progressive. I mean, and all yeah. That he, stuff, so. I mean, he's in that camp. He's in the Willie Nelson camp. I mean, they've all, they've recorded songs yeah. together. Oh, God. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just imagining Willie Nelson camp. What an amazing two weeks that would be. Oh, that would be awesome. So great. I mean, I wouldn't remember no, any of it. It would be. Uh, but it, it would be, be yeah, yeah. super fun. It would be how to, best ways to wear a bandana, and the rest is just smoking pot. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Camp Willie. Enjoy your summer. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome to the holler. Welcome to the holler. Uh, You'll be staying in bunk three, also known as Always on My Mind. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, we don't call them ca- we don't call them cabins anymore. We just call them hot boxes. Uh, yep. <laughs> anyway, Steve Earle has been married seven times, and mm-hmm. I'm telling you, he is a huge Liz Taylor fan because he married the same woman twice. Oh, bam! See? Yep. See? Nice. So that's just right. copying Liz Taylor. Just <laughs> copying. Yeah, he's like, I'm, I don't want to marry you again, but you're my Richard Burton. that's actually how he proposed (laughs) yeah and she said okay will you be my richard burton uh his son justin towns earl is also a singer-songwriter just a little snippet there in total earl has released 16 studio albums six live albums and eight compilation albums but has never had a a single chart had a single chart within the top five on the hot country songs though his debut album hit number one on the country charts so his singles for some reason never reached the zenith and i don't i don't know why well we've talked about like charts are subjective it's 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 well i also was going to say i don't i don't know enough about the country charts to really say like what you know what kind of singles well yeah i mean i also think that his it's tough to to categorize his music and i think that's the issue it's it's bluegrass it's yeah. folk it's um yeah. i mean he he won i mean i'm going forward but he won three grammys for best contemporary folk album so it's like so right. he you can't figure out well, that's where to the place other thing. there are there are some artists who are just more album artists right which i think he um, is that i mean like the singles can chart right right but you know yeah, I mean, all his Grammys know. are for albums, so it's about, for him, I think it's about the concepts and about this, the album as a whole, as opposed to finding a single. But he's written songs, and his songs have been recorded by Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, Emmylou Harris, Waylon Jennings, Travis Tritt, The, Preden- the Pretenders, Joan Baez, because of course, because as I've said before, if a song was written, Joan Baez has covered it. <laughs> Unbelievable. When I, re- when I read that, I was like, of course Joan Baez has sung a song by him. Um, and then countless others. I mean, the other, the other weekend, uh, I made pancakes, and my daughter made up a song about pancakes, and Joan Baez crossed through the window <laughs> of our kitchen <laughs> and, and, a- and asked if she could record a, a, you know, yeah. a cover, and we were like, I, I guess so. Just a uh, and then she and then a helicopter dropped a line and just pulled yep. it right up. <laughs> and uh, off she went to a folk festival. <laughs> <laughs> That's called a bias drop in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, she, she just screamed, "You got bias!" Uh, as she flew away. But here's the thing, guys. Uh, pancakes, pancakes, yum yum is currently number seven. Uh, she knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. 
he has, uh, like I said, won three Grammys for Best Folk Album, one being Towns in 2009, Washington Square Serenade in 2007, and The Revolution Starts Now, which is how it's written. The Revolution Starts dot 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 now in 2004. Okay. Um, he's also had 16 Grammy nominations t- in total, which I think is pretty good. Nice. Um, Earl started a songwriter's retreat that he does called Camp Copperhead. I think you can do a two week. You do can do one week at Camp Copperhead and one week at Camp Willie, yeah. uh, which takes yeah. place every year at Full Moon Resort in Big Indian, New York. He also, uh, in 2011, <laughs> wrote his first novel called I'll Never Get Out of This World Alive. Um, and he's working on a second novel and a memoir. Uh, he's also been an actor in The Wire and Treme. Uh, he also... I was trying to remember, and I, I didn't watch it. I really should. Do you remember the Thirty Rock episode where they ask for a kidney? There's and they <laughs> yes. and they do a yeah. and they do a recording, uh, like a We Are the World, but for one man's kidney. Yeah. So mm. he was in that as well. It was great, which is great. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, yeah, and he's currently on the tour with his band, The Dukes. Which this is this was just Steve. Uh, Steve Earle, but now it's Steve Earle and the Dukes, which it's been for a while. And finally, he looks so different than when he recorded Copperhead Road, like a completely different person. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I know it's been 30 years, but I mean, it lo- it's it's weird. It's it's really incredible. I mean, he when he did Copperhead Road, first of all, that video uh, not to go back, but first of all, that video, if you read the story, if you read the, the lyrics, that's exactly what happens in yeah. the video. There's no subtext to it. But he is in a bandana. He he has that look of like he's clean he's clean shaven. He's got like blonde, like wispy hair under a bandana. He looks like an 80s rock star, like hard rock star. And now he has this long, I want to say shaggy hair, and this he's known for this long, long beard and glasses. Like he looks completely different. Please look up Copperhead Road Steve Earl and today Steve yeah. Earl you will be blown away <laughs> to the point where I had to be like is this the same person I watched the video and the only way to know for sure that it's 1988 is that the guitarist is wearing like a pillowy blouse uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep but outside yeah, of it's that it's a real 1988 yeah, outside of that it could literally be from any time and also we I mean we off mic we've discussed in the past like how like the early music videos would just be super literal so when he says, I joined the army on my 18th birthday, it literally just shows a shot of a cake with, with 18 candles on it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's no subtext to it. It is just the retelling of the song of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the story of the yeah, song. Yeah. It is crazy. It's awesome. It's great. I love it. So yeah, so that's uh, that's Steve nice. Earle. Like I said, he is um, currently on tour with the Dukes. He'll be in... Uh, West Hampton in October, oh. end of October. West well, it Hampton, looks like huh? also his association with Emmylou Harris sort of has spanned decades. As recently as last year, yeah. Steve Earle, Emmylou Harris, Jackson Brown, Graham Nash, and who else? Mary Chapin Carpenter, Sean Colvin, uh, all did a, a tour together. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, he and um, he and Sean Colvin uh, did a collaborative album called Colvin and Earl. Uh, which was a pretty, uh, you know, which is a pretty big, um, pretty big hit. And they've Sean Colvin and he have known each other for a long time. So, yeah, he has he has deep. It seems like he has deep partnerships and friendships with a lot of people uh, in the in the industry. Like he's very well respected, Steve Earle, and rightfully so. 
rightfully so. His music's pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, I don't want I don't want to spoil alert too much, but I recently did a lot of research on Sean Colvin, so I oh I know I know, <laughs> I know a lot about her career too. Uh, we won't get into it now. Um, all right, Steve Earle, thank you, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Very good stuff. Uh, we take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Like us on Facebook. You'll get lots of great story song content and we'll break up those crazy political posts from your uncle. Liking the Story Song Podcast on Facebook makes the world a better place for everyone. Except uncles. All right, now it's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? And uh, I'll start. I'll just say that, you know, if you are going to be making moonshine, right? Right. Obviously, you have to go get supplies, right? And if sure, you're buying, sure. you know, if you're buying supplies for moonshine, like people are going to start getting, you know, uh, curious. They might start getting suspicious about what you're doing. So what you do is you say, okay, I'm going to buy a hundred pounds of yeast. I'm going to buy this entire thing of copper line. And when the clerk's like, wait a minute, and you go, oh, and also this ice scraper, and he goes, oh, okay, oh, okay, good. <laughs> oh, all right, yeah, all right. So it's just like yeah. a mix of different things because no, if you just, just yeah. buy just a hodgepodge of stuff, sure, sure, sure. And I'll take this, uh, I'll take this diet Snapple also, <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know, and those ear, then those ear, yeah, yeah, yeah. those ear <laughs> behind the counter. Yeah, I'll take, yeah, just those. No, the other ones. No, the other ones. Nope, 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 no. Left, left, too, too far left, back. Back up, up, up. <laughs> no, reach your hand up. That one. Keep going that up. one. Keep you're, going up. You're touching it. No, you now you moved your hand. You were touching it. Go back. <laughs> that one. That one. That one. That one. Yes. Yes. I'll take that one. Yes. 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 Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. how. That's how. Still the hundred pounds of yeast. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. Definitely. Yeah. 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 No. Definitely. I mean, why not? Throw you guys, it in there. Yeah, you guys yeah, sell yeah. gum. Yeah. You want yeah. Uh, spearmint <laughs> or peppermint? Peppermint. Yeah, 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 yeah. One, yeah. one, okay. uh, hundred pounds, hundred pounds of gum, please. <laughs> yeah, hundred pounds. I got, I got hundred pounds of everything. <laughs> Is this not a Costco? Oh. I thought this was a Costco. <laughs> if the gum's not so suspicious, sorry. then the so yeast shouldn't be. <laughs> <sighs> oh my gosh, Michael! I learned that when life hands you lemons, make oh. bathtub whiskey. Yeah, I agree with yes, that. Yes, yeah. it's true. Um, it's yeah, true. times are tough, and uh, I actually learned that from a little plaque I have hanging 
Uh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's but you you would burn that you would burn that yourself, right? Uh, you use those one of those little wood burners. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Um, that's beautiful, Michael. <laughs> you know, times are gonna get tough, so yeah. Make I mean, uh, make make some moonshine in your bathtub, <laughs> and then yeah. I mean, to be sh- to be go fair, into make, hiding. Make lemon flavored whiskey, but yeah, right. something because you got yeah, you I mean, have you the got a lot of lemons, so you don't want to yeah. let those yeah. go to waste because you're gonna get fruit flies. Yeah. And also, uh, like you know, when it right. when it eventually burns, uh, the lemon will smell, smell real green. nice. Smell real so nice. So nice. So nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when the I, oil, the essential oils are delightful. <laughs> that's <laughs> it'll smell yeah, like yeah. you just cleaned your distillery. That's the thing. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, that's why when I uh, when I clean the house, I burn lemon pledge because. <laughs> <laughs> It smells so good. Uh, Rachel, what do you got? When you're traveling abroad, always take time to learn things from the local culture. That's true, yeah. Whether it be how to make a good paella Mm -hmm. or how to weave a wonderful basket or how to set booby traps (laughs) for people trying to get to your marijuana plants. Learn from the culture that you are going to. That is how we become citizens of the world. The more you know. You know. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this has been the Story Song Podcast. Uh, please follow us on the social medias, your Facebooks, your Twitters, your Instagrammers. Leave us a five-star review on Apple mm-hmm. Podcasts if you can. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening again. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. We'll be back next episode with another great story song. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Find them at purple-planet.com. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great story song. Thanks for listening. Who is the guy who, who who did like you know Ba did a Ba and um why can't I think oh. of his name the fake cowboy oh, guy Kid Rock. Dan, Kid the Rock, next verse, <laughs> next uh, words in Baba Da Ba is my name is Kid Rock. I know, but I couldn't <laughs> think of it. I was like, it's Cowboy something. What's his name? Oh, whatever. Anyway, Forget did you want to? The moment's passed. The moment's passed. Forge audio. Dream it. Build it. Share it. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 